0: What's going on, Los Angeles? What is up? And welcome to the Rams Skinny here on the L.A. Football Network. We are live on the Midor 1090 ESPN Radio. Happy Thursday evening if you're on podcasts. Happy Friday evening if you're on radio listening to this. Hope everyone is doing well. It's getting, uh, getting a little cloudy here in the L.A. area. Don't know if the rainfall is going to start coming down again. Um, I didn't see rain in the forecast, but there's pretty dark clouds, skinny Tees. So we'll see if uh that starts coming down but got a great show talking all things rams for you today we'll get into the rundown here in just a minute but first and foremost my partner in crime ryan skinny tanner so what's up brother how we doing
1: still bummed still bummed they got indianapolis on tv they're showing all, all the festivities they're showing the stadium They're showing the skyline
0: yeah uh, we're sad jason yes yeah, our, our biggest <laughs> listeners we're sad
1: yeah but we're persevering we're still having a good time so uh yeah uh, talking football yeah. can't can't beat that
0: i guess it was it was meant to be for me cuz i've been sick as a dog all week so that would have been a uh, rough sledding out there anyway so i guess it was meant that i was supposed to stay
1: home <laughs> <laughs> yeah it works out yeah no problem or
0: i got sick because i stayed home maybe if i would have gone there i wouldn't have gotten sick so maybe it's the opposite effect maybe i should be real angry yelling at clouds <laughs> um, but anyway, we're, we're persevering. We're getting through plenty of Ram stuff to get into a lot of good stuff, uh, content out there. And obviously rumors nowadays, it's like, it's such a fun event to be at, but you don't have to be there to get the news because it travels so quickly via Twitter or X nowadays, so um, plenty of stuff to talk about. But today we're getting into, here's the quick rundown for you, brought to you by our friends at BetOnline, Head the to BetOnline.ag. Today, use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, gets you a welcome bonus up to 50% on all your favorite sports betting needs. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. We are going to talk about Skinny Tees for... Players to watch at the Combine. Last episode, if you missed it, we broke down the edge position, the center position, and the cornerback position for you to watch. So go check that out. I don't know if you'll have any of those categories. I'll leave it as a mystery for now. But for more edge players, or not edge, for more players to watch the Combine that are intriguing for the Rams purposes, we're also going to talk about the USC and UCLA prospects that might be good fits for the Rams. So keep it LA centric for that. More center news. Uh, it kind of gives it away here, but we'll dive into it. Coleman Shelton opted out his contract. So as of right now, the Rams have goose egg centers on the roster. So that will be a big point of emphasis moving forward. And finally, the NFL PA rankings came out. Rams did not do great. We'll get into those and talk about how much validity those actually do have. So with the rundown done, thank you, Bet Online for your friendship and sponsorship. We already got our salutations out of the way. Let's just dive right into it. All Starting right. with your first one, your first prospect you're excited to watch uh, as drills are going on as we speak. The big boys, D linemen and linebackers are uh, performing at Lucas Oil.
1: Yeah. Uh, Byron Murphy uh, on the radar, big yeah. athlete, 300 pounds, uh, running fast. Uh, Chris Jenkins, too. I'm excited about those two guys. But either of those.
0: Not to cut you out. I love Byron Murphy runs like a I think he ran like a four eight eight forty for a big fella, which is which is great everywhere on Twitter, like, oh, locked top fifteen pick. I'm like I love how a forty time like locks a big guy in like silly, but anyway, go ahead
1: if 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 any franchise is using actually what's happening on the on the grass <laughs> today to pick their players, the process is bad. They've made a bad process. Rams yeah, aren't okay. even there, uh, but uh, move, moving along my thought process. Is kind of later, later, later round draft picks, third day draft picks, which is where um, the Rams have kind of uh, uh, made you know buttered buttered their bread, as I like to say. Uh, A lot of lot of good third day uh, prospects have come out of there. Um, A roster hole that we haven't really talked about that that might be a problem for the Rams heading into the season is uh, uh, Jordan Fuller is a free agent. There is some talk Mm. that uh, that uh, they're they're looking to re-sign. uh Josh Johnson or John Johnson rather uh this season but uh here's my first here's my first two watch uh safety uh for the for the combine josh proctor out of Ohio State the Ohio State six one hundred and ninety eight pounds um
0: Jordan Fuller's alma mater so why not go exactly. back to the well
1: yeah good good size uh good enough speed I, I like that he's a, a power five guy, uh, lots of experience, um, and a physical physical defensive back. Um, so those kind of all check the marks uh, for me. Uh, played a lot of football, so he's he's got that nice high football IQ, good size, and what one of the things that the Rams' uh, defensive backfield has been lacking is that physicality. Russ East brings it. Um, Quentin Lake's getting better at it, um, but. Uh, uh, this guy he's a he's a guy that doesn't mind laying the wood so love uh, it. What, do you, what do you think about safety position uh what do you think about uh something some guy like this
0: yeah i love it i mean obviously ohio state um produces great defensive backs in general. We've seen over the years that a lot of good prospects, whether it's early rounds, you can go back to, you know, looking at Bradley Roby as a first round corner uh, or later rounds, as you mentioned, Jordan Fuller, sixth round pick and what he's meant to this Rams and hopefully they can get him back, but uh, why not go back to that? Well, I was going to ask you, is there, is there a world where, you know, if they don't, I mean, they're going to have to add someone. Cause if you lose both Johnson and Fuller, those are not only your two starters, but that's just two bodies. Um, but is there a world where they kind of just roll with what they got and, uh, not even, you know, look at the draft class, or do you think no matter what, they'll probably add a, a back-end guy in the draft in this class?
1: I mean, based on what they've done in the past, they've always added safeties and cornerbacks. Uh, I think it's not going to be any different, uh, this year around. And, you know, one of the things you look back at the safeties that they have drafted that have become starters they they don't stick around past their rookie contracts. So John Johnson's one of them. Taylor Rapp is another one, um, you know is Jordan Fuller going to be the next one? Uh, I'm not, I don't know. I can't say that, say that, but based on just kind of their track record, I would not be surprised if uh, they allow him to move on. Um, so I think definitely they're going to go with uh, safety at some point. Uh, Josh Johnson, I think was a third rounder. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if they go that high, but this is a, you know, Proctor is a guy that's going to be in the third day so they can get him fifth round. Um, you know, six round, maybe somewhere in there. So really good value. And if they can continue their track record of, uh, turning, you know, these, you know, mid, mid to late draft picks into, you know, good starters, that's the way to go. You know, if there's no reason to pay a guy extra money, you could get that cap savings. And, um, you know, they, like I said, they do have that good track record.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's another safety we'll talk about here in a little bit that I think could be a fun fit for the Rams, but they'd have to obviously get him a little earlier in the draft. So, all right, who you got next?
1: All right, let's stay uh, let's stay on the defensive side of things. Uh, I got to bring another Golden Domer up. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't try to. But uh, J- <laughs> J.D. Bertrand out of Notre Dame, uh, 6'1", 235. Um, the thing that I like about him is uh 2 years as a team captain, 3 years as a starter. Uh and the reason I'm looking at linebacker is uh Ernest Jones is coming up on his rookie contract uh and also the depth behind him is a little bit suspect. So he missed yeah. one game last last year, uh Green Bay game. Uh it turned out that that was uh the the game that the the rams defense allowed the most rushing yards of the season uh, over 180 yards on the ground from green bay um and that's and uh, in part due because that ernest jones wasn't on the field and christian roseboom was on christian roseboom missed two tackles in that game ernest jones missed two tackles all year so you know they they got to they got to start looking looking into um you know depth at that position and i like bertrand at that position i love i love guys that are team captains especially team captains that come from these big schools um you know because he was he wasn't the the star player uh for the for notre dame but he um you know was their leader so that's that's the kind of guys i i get excited about
0: love it yeah um i was trying to look in front of me I don't know if you have it in front, but I'm curious how many, in terms of tackling stats per you know, what is missed tackle percentage or what it looked like last season. But I mean, getting another sure handed tackler obviously is, you know, you can never have too many of those guys. And I think the Rams have always, I don't want to say always, but especially in the Sean McVay era, you know, they've, they've de-emphasized you know, linebacker position and especially linebacker depth, right? Like they kind of have one guy that's always pretty solid. And obviously that guy now is Ernest Jones. They brought, you know, our our good friend over from Seattle down for one season, um, who's obviously going to be a future Hall of Famer. And then they realized what they had in Ernest Jones, they let him go. So they've never really emphasized having like two solidified backers. And they've gotten by okay. They've always had like, you know, pretty good defenses based on scheme and stuff. But yeah, if you can get another guy that can be next to Ernest Jones when you do have a two backer set or if you're running with that one backer set but either Jones is a a blow or he does god forbid miss a game you know you're not you're not trotting out a guy that's a practice squad guy essentially which is what they've been doing the last few years so um I like that Bertrand would I think would be a, a very nice addition and probably get him in the in the much later rounds as you alluded to
1: Yeah yeah f- uh, probably 7th round uh so um, according to PFF missed tackles, uh, stats, which I don't, I don't really like there. They're a little bit too generous with their, their missed tackles. He did have 13 missed tackles, uh, uh, uh 29 assist tackles and 39 solo tackles. So if that, with if that is season though, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not terrible.
1: Yeah. I usually go by a uh, pro football reference, uh, for their, uh, missed tackle references, uh, for their stats, but, uh, um, yeah, PFF is just a little bit too too generous for my taste. All yeah. right, let's hop over to the offensive side of the ball. Just to
0: just to oh. make a point here, because I, I don't want everyone to freak out. Because you said they put thirteen missed tackles, mm-hmm. okay, and I agree they do. Like, because we've we've looked at even like uh Kobe Turner's sacks were like different on PFF than they are like actually the actual statistics. So I don't know what's going on there. So it's not that's why we always say never take PFF as the bible. It's a nice tool. But to reference it, his 13, Mason Cobb, if anyone follows USC here, USC defense was atrocious. Love Mason Cobb. I'm really excited to see him in this new DeAnton Lynn defense with Matt ens as his linebacker coach. But he had, according to PFF, uh, 31, or, excuse me, 29 missed tackles. Mm-hmm. So more than double.
1: Yeah. So I don't know so, if that yeah. helps anyone. a seventh
0: rounder, I think you're okay.
1: Hel- helps with the context, yeah. Yeah, And, and with, a, with a guy that's a, a captain, you do trust that he is a, a developer. He's a guy that's listening to his coaches. He's coachable. He wants to improve. So bringing a guy on that even just has that kind of mentality, I like that. So we know, yes. we know they're going to go for a running back at some point. This is a sure late-round guy. Heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the South Dakota uh, South Dakota State, Jackrabbits, Isaiah Davis. Jackrabbits. Yeah, really good production the last two years, over 1,400 yards. Uh, both seasons, 18 touchdowns, I think 16 last year. Um, so uh, what I like about this guy is a good size, 6 feet, 220 pounds, good speed. He's going to run about a f- uh, 4 or 5, uh, I assume, uh, somewhere around there. Uh, they call him a work workhorse back, but he won't be that in the Rams uh, offense he's uh, he's going to be uh, behind Kyron williams but um uh you know what I like about this guy is he 's got good size uh six feet you know Kyron williams is kind of five nine ish or so mm-hmm. uh, bringing two twenty so just a guy that's constantly falling forward pushing pushing the pile got good explosiveness good good power uh behind him um and i think that's something that would benefit the rams uh, offense for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, like we said, we know they're going to add a running back. Um, it's just the form. I'll be, I mean, hey, I'll i will stand corrected if they don't, but I'd be shocked if they don't draft a running back. They have 11 picks. Of those 11 picks, one will be a running back, I think, at some point. Um, and and so I think this would be a good one, and we'll talk about another one here in a little bit. But what what are you seeing in terms of, like, ground projection? Probably very late, right? Six, seven?
1: Yeah, same thing. Yeah, he's going to be a day three guy um for, for sure yeah no no question about it yeah so i mean home run why would you not do that so you just keep yeah. going to the well keep seeing
0: how you can develop and and get these guys reps and and like we said last episode you know you got to have some good depth behind Kyron williams who we love who's great but you know he's been injured his entire career thus far unfortunately
1: yeah yeah and i brought up uh Audric estime last episode uh-oh we got a peeker <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. what are you doing
0: yeah. <laughs> well, there's on radio. My daughter snuck on in here to say hi, but anyway, continue on.
1: Uh, yeah. um, uh, You know, there's, there, there's good, good running backs to be found in the second and third round. What's great about this class is it doesn't really start until then. So some of the top guys are going to be going off at the back half of the second round. So if the Rams do want to take a chance in the third round, second or third round, uh, third round, they got two picks uh, somewhere in the eighties. And then I think pick 100, so, yeah, I think, you know, this is this is a good year to kind of invest in that in those middle rounds and late rounds. Um, I don't know if you have. Well, we'll, we'll talk about another guy, but I'm I'm going to hop over staying on the offensive side. Question for the Rams offense is uh what's going to happen in the future for the uh, wide receivers? Mm-hmm. Demarcus Robinson just on a one year contract. You got Cooper Cup. We're never sure exactly where he is. He's over, over 30. When, when does he peak? When does he turn the corner? Is he going to be healthy? Um, uh, for, for this season or not, but, uh, drafting a wide receiver, gotta like that. This guy, this guy here, this is, this is the kind of guy I like Bub means from Pittsburgh, 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 Bub means. Yeah. six one, two hundred and twenty 220 pounds, but 40 time under four, four speed. Ooh. Um, yeah. Okay. So, you know, definitely, you know, the, the outside, outside receiver, uh, you know, you got uh, Puka Nakua in that inside position. You got Demarcus Robinson on the outside. I think this guy would be a, uh, a, a perfect compliment in, in the offense, adding that speed. You know, you got Tutu Atwell who, you know, seemed to start to take off earlier in the season, kind of lost his job to Demarcus uh, Robinson. They b- bring Robinson back again, doesn't bode well for, uh, for for old tutu there. Uh, so this is a guy that's got the speed, but he's also, uh, you know, like half a foot taller than him.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and has a, quite a bit, what, almost fifty pounds on him.
1: Yeah, so that that
0: helps too. Yeah, no, I love that. You know, I, I, as much as it pains us to say, like the Rams are good for this year, but they got to start prepping for receiver just because you know Cooper Cup, as great as he is, as great as he. I think still can be, you mentioned it on the other side of 30, still working hard. We see the videos of him, you know, working out. And I I think I'm hoping this is a huge comeback year for him. Like nothing would make me or any Rams fan out there happier than him putting up 1500 plus yards, 10 plus touchdowns and showing that he still has it. Um, you gotta, you gotta start prepping for the future just in case he does continue to kind of slow down or that injury bug kind of hampers him and, you know, plan for the future of who you're building around with Puka They're, they're, I don't want to say lucky cause it was planned, but they're fortunate that they hit on Puka Nakua. So they've already checked one box there, but now maybe two, three years from now, they want that next guy that's going to be taking that step up. So maybe it, maybe it all starts with Bub, <laughs> not even Bubba, just Bub,
1: just Bub's. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and he comes he comes from Pittsburgh. So, you know, he's good stock. That's where Aaron Donald uh, went to college. So good stuff. There There you go.
0: There you go. Good Are connection
1: you, there. You're, you're not the uh, you're not the guy that's dug too deep into the draft, but you got uh, a lot of knowledge about UCLA and U- USC guys. Uh, do you think there's any fits for the Rams there?
0: Yeah, so we'll be I'll, I'll be diving a lot more into non LA prospects here over the next, you know, month with the combine wrapping up this weekend. And then as we get into real draft season, so hopefully I can provide a lot more for that, but obviously do have knowledge on the, on the LA guys that we can, we can touch on now. And uh, before we do real quick, mention our friends over at underdog fantasy, head to underdog or the Underdog fantasy app, use our promo code uh, Rams RamsLAFB gets you a welcome, uh, or a match deposit up to a hundred dollars. Uh, you can play two to five players of any sport. Just choose the over under and you can 20 X your earnings or winnings underdog fantasy. Tell me guys, the Rams can he sent you Rams LAFB is that promo code. So let's start with, you know, there are, I don't want to talk about every single player. And obviously we already mentioned lot to last episode, you know, as a potential pick at 19, so we won't get into him, but really the uh, the remaining 10 USC and UCF players at the combine, I think could all fit with the Rams in some capacity. So I don't want to spend too much time and go through all 10. Um, so let's start. We'll just kind of go a couple back and forth and kind of see where the time goes from there. But I want to start with um, a running back since you mentioned, you know, Isaiah out of South Dakota state, which I think would be a solid pick, but I would love to see Marshawn Lloyd in horns here with the rams you know projected which you know who really knows especially at running back running back is so hit or miss because what are the team's value like his projection is is so all over the place but most people haven't projected in that like fourth round range and and here's a guy that is just you know he's he's super built and chiseled he's got great speed great explosiveness his eyes between the tackles how he's able to explode through holes i mean he is super super talented. And I think a guy that's gonna surprise a lot of teams. He he blew everyone away um, you know, at the senior bowl and had really good work in those offseason stuff. And now we'll see him obviously in the next, what is it, Saturday, I think, with running backs go out the combine. So we'll see him um then. But Marshawn Lloyd, man, I think would be a great pick with to be, you know, connected with Kyron Williams as a one two punch. Similar, I think, running styles. So I know some people like to have that that differing style when you have a one-two punch. But I just think it's it's kind of one of those things, if they lean into it, you're just you're never letting the throttle off with those two guys. And Marshawn Lloyd can bring bring the punishment too. So it's not like he's a guy that you know has the, the speed and finesse. And also you get to the goal line and you have no one that can do it. Cause guess what? Kyron Williams, we know, can bring the punishment too. So you have two guys that have the speed and finesse, but still gives you that power element when you need it at goal line or, or goal-to-go situations or short yardage situations. So love Marshawn Lloyd. I think he'd be great. Um want to hear your thoughts before I do real quickly for those listening on radio, got to take a quick break. We'll be back at the uh, bottom of the hour. Uh, but thank you for tuning in for the rest of the episode, head to LAFB for, for the full Rams skinny episode, but skinny T your thoughts on Marshawn Lloyd in horns.
1: Yeah, I like it. It's uh it's kind of a fun one to put two guys that are similarly sized and, uh, kind of similar uh, skill sets and i think that you know i think marshawn is probably a bit more of a, a better athlete than uh than uh, uh Kyron williams has he, he missed any time off the top of your head you know i mean because that's would. certainly something yeah
0: he did miss uh yeah a little bit during the season nothing nothing drastic you know i covering USC it really felt Lincoln Riley was very um it maybe it could have been with how the season was going too but was very protective which I think is a good thing like uh, you want your coach to protect you but I think there were moments that guys probably could have gone and he held them out a week longer just to get fully healthy um which I credit him for um but yes Marshawn Lloyd did miss a little bit but nothing like where it's like an injury concern kind of thing just nicked yeah. up
1: yeah, great. Sign me up then. I mean, the one the one big question I've always had about this offense is what what, what would it look like if they had a true pass catch, catching back out of the backfield? And it doesn't look like Marshawn Lloyd necessarily meets that uh, need. But I think you know he he looks like a he looks like a, a Rams running back, if you know what I mean. If you look at the other guys that they've kind of had in that post Cam Acres, uh, um, which is not that long, but <laughs> that post Cam Acres <laughs> time, you know, he's, he's no, I'm glad like, of a similar mold.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. Just to piggyback because the the pass
1: catching ability and the
0: stats don't show it. So this is, I think, where hopefully we can provide good context that maybe other shows or other analysts that didn't watch a lot of USC, because statistically Lloyd doesn't show up in that category by having much. But I think his ability is very different. And you know, there was talks all season long about you know from Lincoln Riley, from Caleb Williams, from the offense of wanting to get him more involved in the passing game because of how great of his ability was. He's, he's a pretty good pass catcher. I'm not saying he's like a receiver level pass catcher, but definitely has good enough hands to catch the ball in the backfield. And when you get him in space, I mean, that's all you want with this guy. He's a guy like a, you know, I, I never, I don't want to start throwing around like Chris McCaffrey, like comparison, cause he's not that he's not, he's not on that level, but a guy that you, when you get him in space, that's when he can make good things happen. And so absolutely. I think he's a guy that they could utilize in the pass game. Um, I think we saw Karen Williams that too that they wanted to use more that just some games they use them a lot. Some games they shy away, whether that was on Kyron, whether that was on Stafford, whatever it may be. But I think Marshawn Lloyd could absolutely be a, a factor in the, as a pass catcher, because um, he has the ability, he has a talent. It was more just usage in the USC offense than ability.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd love to see, see that kind of pan out for the, for the Rams. Who else you got?
0: All right. Let's uh. Let's see. Do we want to keep it with SC? Do we want to? Yeah. Okay. So I'll keep it with SC. We're talking receivers. Um, any of the two guys I think would be great. For the Rams specifically, I'll go with Brendan Rice as probably a little better fit. I love Taj Washington and like his. I love them both, but I love Taj Washington and like his style of play, his his mentality his work ethic, his leadership, but he fits more of that like slot guy, which they kind of already have two of right with Puka and Cooper cup. Like he's smaller five, nine. Um, he's going to, you know, he's going to get you the yardage you need, but he's more of a slot guy. Brendan Rice is, is a true X or Z receiver on the outside. He can be a home run guy. He's got elusive speed to break the top open. Um, he, he, Gets decent separation. His hands got remarkably better from his his first year with SC to last year um, in terms of drops and whatnot. So uh, wowed people at the Senior Bowl. So I just think his size, um, his his speed, and what he would bring to the outside game is a great fit. And hey, anytime you can stick it to the Niners and get Jerry Rice's son on your squad, like why wouldn't you want to do that?
1: Yeah there there's an opportunity for the Rams to go after uh, kind of 349er lineage guys you got Brendan Rice uh you got uh, Luke McCaffrey uh Chris McCaffrey's brother and then you got yep. Frank Gore Jr who is obviously Frank Gore senior's son yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, and I think he's I think he's like five seven two hundred pounds. 200 you know sh- shades of his father uh interesting and we'll fun guy We'll play for 25
0: but, years yeah
1: well, if you can hope so, yeah. Yeah, I've been really impressed with uh Brendan Rice kind of in the later part of his season and then just through uh senior bowl, just really impressing everybody there. And uh, you know, I, I imagine he's gonna impress some people uh with the Combine, uh see what kind of athlete he is just as a just as a, a pure athlete kind of a guy, see see what his explosiveness looks like. Yeah. Um I wonder I wonder what it is that uh makes uh a guys hands get better is it i re, i read i read Jerry Rice's bi- biography when i was uh in 8th grade and he mm-hmm. he uh, laid bricks that's mm-hmm. and so they were they were tossing him bricks yeah you know if you can if you can dodge a ball you can dodge a brick i guess <laughs> but exactly. uh i i don't i don't know how do, you know may, ask asking for a friend uh Quentin Johnston how do you how do you get a guy's hands better
0: <laughs> you know a lot of it is just, I can speak for myself, but a lot of it is just confidence. Like, like, you know, early on, if you can be a good receiver or not. And I think Brendan Rice obviously has the lineage, but you know, comes from Arizona, um, went to Colorado first university, of Colorado before transferred SC and you know, you could see the talent was there. Um, but then I think his first year in the offense, he was, he was just low on the totem pole. And so when his number was called, it was few and far between. And so that the confidence just wasn't quite there yet. And so it wasn't like he had like 18 drops whatever. It was just like a couple, but they were came at like in the end zone or came at like big moments when it's like, Oh, what's going on. Whereas this year he was kind of the, him and Taj were the pseudo one, a one B receivers. So they were leaned on a lot more. They got peppered a lot more. So you kind of get that, that rhythm, that confidence And which we've talked a lot about Quentin Johnson. Not that this is a Chargers show, but we've talked a lot, you know, through LAFB is like, got to just give the guy the rock, get his confidence up, but like you can't throw to him once a game. And if he drops that once, think the world's falling and it's his career's over. So some guys event, if that keeps happening, then it's a bigger issue. But if it's a, if it's a usage issue where it's like, okay, well, this, this guy has three drops, but he's been thrown the ball eight times. Like let's double that. And if that, those drops double, they may have an issue. If those drops lessen, then it's just a, a confidence kind of like a, you know, a baseball player. You know, you gotta, you gotta get your reps, a, a golfer, whatever it may be kind of need your reps. And so, but also I think it's just the the person too. like he he went all in on the off season very coachable, great teammate. Um, he's very down to earth. He's very confident, like a receiver is, like a Rice's son you would think would be, but he's also very humble. I mean, you talk to the kid, you know, and he—you just—he's he, a very humble, respectable guy. Just confident in his game, which is improved. So, love to see him in, in a Rams uniform. I think he'd be a great fit.
1: Yeah, with with Taj, my only thing is: Are the 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 Rams going to take another uh, under six foot? under five eleven receiver, uh, yeah. a la Tutu tutu at well, which, you know, we rooted for him the whole time you and I had his back and, and it, it just hasn't worked out. So that's, that's, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't not cause it gets Taj. I think Taj is gonna be great. He's a different receiver than Tutu, but they just, they already have two to three slot guys. So they, they yeah. really need like a, a true X because right now, I mean, when you look at the roster right now, they're, they're only really outside threat is, Marcus Robinson, right? Am I like forgetting someone? That's basically it. I mean, I know they can line up Scoronic. Luke on the outside. Scaronic, yeah. Like so they need another true outside. So how would you feel as a rookie as Brendan Rice being a third round, fourth round pick and potentially being a day one starter just out of necessity?
1: Yeah, definitely. Great. I think he can do it too. Yeah.
0: All right. I'll I'll let me give one uh UCLA guy and then I'll give one more SC to wrap up and then we'll move on to the the NFL, the center talk and NFL. We're gonna go a full like 45 minutes today. It's great. Love it yeah. more. Rams talk. Um, so Darius Moawao, linebacker out of uh, UCLA. So you mentioned uh, the need for a linebacker for depth for Ernest Jones and and Mwassau, I think is just a, a very capable player that could get probably in the late rounds. Um, you know, very sure tackler, a very um, cerebral player, very intelligent, very smart, and was a a very you know key factor for the UCLA defense that saw that huge turnaround from two years ago when they were in ranked in the eighties to top, you know, 15 last year, I think 11th is what they finished in, And he was a major part of that. So, um, you know, a guy that I think they could just get in, it could bring, uh, and solidify that, that room and could continue to grow and, and do well. But, um, yeah, he's another fit that I could see in the late rounds that, you know, why not take a shot at him?
1: Yeah. And he was there, uh, before, Uh, Deontay Lynn joined, right? Correct. Yeah. So he was, he, he
0: transferred in, in 22, um, before the late Bill McGovern passed. And then he was there last year once Deontay Lynn came in.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's impressive what they did with that defense that, you know, you can, you can have a guy that was there, uh, one year and the defense wasn't good. And then that guy just gets much better, which is a testament to Deontay Lynn for sure, but also a testament to, uh, (laughs) to this guy. I mean, you, you got to like that kind of, uh, improvement and, you know, it shows that kind of coachability, that kind of, uh, willingness to, to get better and try new things and, and change and, and become a, a better linebacker. So I love that kind of attitude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, finished with, uh, uh, 52 total tackles, only 12 missed tackles for the entire season. Um, so good there and was, uh, was, was decent in coverage also. So, um, not great in coverage, but that's not why you'd be drafting it. It'd be more of a, a run stop or a true kind of old school style linebacker. So, um, yeah, that just shows you how much scheme actually is pretty important specific for sure in college, when the talent levels can be very different across the board pros, it's a little different just because you have so much, the talent's so much more even, uh, across the board, but in college scheme means everything. Just ask USC <laughs> and UCLA, how the changes <laughs> are, um, all right, last one I'll, I'll give here, and um, would love to see this one, uh, but this is going to take an earlier pick. So this this will go into what the Rams do with John Johnson and with Jordan Fuller in free agency, or if they sign someone else in free agency. Kalen Bullock, uh, U- University of Southern California, safety. Projected preseason as a first-round pick. I think he'll probably be more in the second round, maybe even slip to the third, just because this will be a very top-heavy quarterback draft, so it's going to push a lot of players down further. Wouldn't shock me at all if he still goes in the first because his ceiling's so good. He's still very young. He was a, he's a true junior. Still has braces on. So, I mean, he's still a, a young kid, good head on the shoulder from Pasadena, California, right in my backyard, went to John Muir High School. Um, but he would fill the role of probably a jordan fuller like he's your true center fielder type safety like he can get down in the box he can he can bring the wood if needed but he's best when he can play center field survey survey the field and then jump a route and go up and, and get an interception at the high point that's where he's his best so if the rams decide not to bring back jordan fuller i would like them to target him whether it's second round or, you know, if he somehow slips that early third, maybe trade up in that third to go get him because I think he'd be a great fit, could potentially start day one and he would just continue his L.A. lineage all on through from John Muir to USC to
1: the L.A. Rams. Yeah, he can just go uh, sleep in his childhood bedroom. He doesn't got to get a new apartment or anything over in Thousand Oaks. Yeah, no, I, mm. I like this guy a lot. I like his length. I I like, uh, great length. you know, I like his, his ball skills, his ball, ho- like. He's 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 really impressive just going after the ball. Uh it's not something that they've had in the past, really, that kind of guy that's uh willing to do that. Um but I think you know, looking looking at the 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 Rams forced turnovers from last year in the bottom ten, I'm sure, maybe even the bottom five or so, uh somewhere in that range, um they didn't create a lot of turnovers and this guy would change that. Uh yeah, that, that would, you know, add some excitement and you know you can win games, you know. That was a big that was a big criticism of, of, of this defense, is, as good as they did play, is that they, were, they, were, they weren't going out and winning you a game. The offense always had to go out and win the game. The Special teams wasn't winning the games, and the defense wasn't winning games. They were keeping them in games, but they weren't winning them. This, and, and turnovers and can change that. So you got to love that.
0: Yeah, 100%. You know, Only on a football podcast can you talk about a dude's length and ball skills and feel okay about it. So well done there. Um, yeah. All right, so let's move on. I uh, would love to, you know, we always love seeing when SC and UCLA guys stay right here in LA and and get drafted by the Rams. Um, it, it seems we've we've had some luck throughout the years of that happening. Um, I'm trying to think back, if one have, I know the Chargers drafted one last year. To the Rams, I'm trying to. Well, think you got Quentin Lank, you both got
1: Tuli 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 Polotu.
0: Also, yeah. Oh yeah, Tuli went to the Chargers. Trying to think of the Rams' 19 draft picks last year, who they all were. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, Moving on, but yeah, hopefully we can keep another one with the 11 picks this year. Any of those guys would be great. Like I said, you can look at our all of our draft coverage we have up there. Skinny T's doing a great job getting our draft profiles up. Any of the 11 guys at the combine. I think would fit with the Rams. Gabriel Murphy is a guy from UCLA edge rush. If they don't go a lot too early or not just a lot too, if they don't go edge early, Gabriel Murphy's a guy in later rounds. I think it'd be a great fit. Um, you know, brings a tenacity, a uh, real, like bring your lunch pill to work type guy. Like I think you would I love that term. Just love saying. say, I had to get that in the podcast somewhere. So he would be great. Um, really any of these guys, I think Solomon bird, another, you know, edge from USC dude has a, Dude transferred from Wyoming to USC, has a family, has like two kids, was still in college, leader of the defense, and like led the team in sacks. So, I mean, he's just a guy that he wants it, right? Like those are the guys you want on your roster that have talent level but have a little bit more behind it that they're working for. So, we'd love to see him there. But let's move on. No centers on the roster. Coleman Sheldon opts out of his contract. Both Les Snead and others in the organization have said that they want – Coleman Shelton back, of course. Why wouldn't you? Do you, skinny T think he will be back or the Rams gonna be searching in free agency plus the draft? Because you know, you gotta have two to three centers on the roster entering training camp.
1: I think they gotta get him. I think they gotta get him back. I, I wrote the article about the three centers to watch. Um using draft capital on a center is fine, but starting a center uh from the first year as a fresh or as a as a rookie it's not ideal you know you gotta you want a guy with experience you want a guy that has seen it all and uh is unflappable and that's hard to do uh coming into the into uh your first year in the nfl um so you know coleman Shel- shelton did a lot of good things um it wasn't all perfect uh yeah according to pff he allowed the second most pressures of any center in the league last season but he's a he was great in the run blocking he's uh part of that that uh tandem right in the middle the uh, trio i guess right in the middle of uh steve avila kevin Dotson, and coleman shelton that really unlocked what kyron williams could do in in the running game um and that that's when that season turned around that's what last season turned around was when kyron williams really got the got the running game going and it was behind those guys kevin Dotson, also a guy that's a free agent uh mean, that's that's going to be a more difficult one. You know, you look yeah. at uh, over the caps valuation for for Kevin, uh, for uh, Coleman Shelton. It's just four million dollars. That's all. That's two million, two million dollars more than uh, he was getting yeah. paid. Uh, if Hennies. he had not. Vo- yeah, nothing, nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing at all. Um, and it, it just kind of depends. You know, he's uh, 29 years old. How long of a contract do the Rams want to offer him? And how long does he want that, I think that's probably the big variable there is I think he's probably thinking this is going to be the last contract uh, that, you know, he can cash in on and mm-hmm. good for him. That's, that's what he should be doing. He should be setting himself and his family up for the rest of their lives if he can. Um, so testing the free agency, um, you know, and, it, and it's, it's weird how many uh, teams seem to be need centers this year. Yeah. Charging Offensive line general. across the board is, is just kind of atrocious. Uh, on some teams, you know, you, you're you looking at, you know, Chargers, uh, 49ers, uh, you know, uh, uh, New York Giants, uh, 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 Miami Dolphins. Like all these all these places need centers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I
0: mean, in a perfect world, you know, you both Coleman Sheldon and Kevin Dodson are back. I think the offensive line played re- really well last year. You know, hats off to the offensive line coach and what they were able to to accomplish and I think we've talked many times about that's the one position. I mean, it's important everywhere, but by far the most on the offensive line is is continuity is like so crucial. And you you un-unlink one of those cogs and and insert one other person and it can throw everything off. I mean, you look at I know we've brought up the Chargers multiple times on the show, so I apologize, but you look at the Chargers, you know, 2 years ago, they lose Rashawn Slater, beginning of the season, their their star left tackle. They slide their rookie Jeremy Salyer over and they can play left tackle, and their offensive line actually played pretty dang well. This year, when they thought they had full strength, Slater back, they put Salyer over at right guard. Offense line played really poor. Now they ended up losing Corey Lindsley midway through the season, who is their center, and they're also needed that. So, I mean that's a different story too. But it just shows that continuity is so crucial. So I think they got to make an effort to at least coax both guys to be back. I think we said last episode when we looked that uh, Kevin Dotson may his market value, may be what, like 15, 16 million average per year, which is wild for an offensive guard. I mean, that's that's top three in the whole league when you look at offensive guards. So do the Rams want to spend that? They haven't. I don't want to say they haven't historically spent that on offensive line because Andrew Whitworth got a nice payday. Rob Havinson got a nice payday. Joe Nopum got paid. He wasn't like a top paid guy, but he got overpaid. That's for sure. So maybe they will shell out for a guy like Dotson. Let me ask you this, and then we can probably move on to the NFLPA stuff. Um, if Coleman Sheldon is not retained, but they go get, they go they keep Kevin Dotson, which I think is, I think we both agree if it's one or the other, Dotson's the one they got to get, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, yeah, he's probably in the top 10% of guards right now. Okay,
0: I agree. So if Dotson's retain, Coleman Sheldon's not. Zero centers on the roster. They're going to add no matter what through the draft or free agency, I mean, no matter what they're going to add. I don't necessarily say, I'm not saying I want to do this, but we can talk about it. I've seen out there a lot of people saying, well, what if you slide Steve Avila over to center who played center some at TCU in college? So that's, that's an option to do. I'll, I'll give my take on, on why I wouldn't want to do that, but worst case scenario, keep Kevin Dotson. And I think everyone, every Rams fan probably agrees. That's, that's what you need to do. Number one overall. And then you have the option to slide him over. And then you have maybe have some depth pieces that you can move over to that guard position that Avila was playing. So, Your thoughts on that. Do you like that? Do you hate that? What would you rather do? And then I'll just say this real quick. If you're on radio, that's all the time we got for the LA football segment here on the Mightier 1090. So thank you all for hanging out with us. We're going to keep going here on podcast. So make sure to head over to airlifebnetwork.com, look up the Rams, Skinny, and we're going to talk some. finish this statement from Skinny T, and then we'll get into our NFLPA stuff. So thank you all for hanging out on your commute. But anyway, go ahead on your thoughts on that scenario.
1: Well, Steve Avila was my projection to play center this year. So yeah. I thought that's what they're, where they were going to go. Um, so I, I like that portion of it. Um, I, he's incredibly smart. He's obviously incredibly talented. Um, he didn't seem like a rookie, which is great. That's what you want to see. Uh, especially at offensive line. So I could see them moving it, them inside, you know, then the, then the, then the, you know that opens it up so that you can draft another uh, guard. You know, maybe, uh, um, you know, a couple from there was a Grant. I've already forgotten his name. The the guy from Duke that I brought up last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he would he would be a good option. He can play guard. He can play center. Um, so you know, center. I think even if you do go with uh, Avila at center, you want to find another guy in free agency um yep. you know somebody that's going to be that kind of Coleman shelton price range where that just in case you know he he can't figure it out uh, through training camp you got somebody that's got some experience that can get you through Guard, you know center isn't you know having the the best center in the league isn't going to win you a, a a super bowl i don't think ever but you just, yeah. so this is a position you need somebody that's good enough he doesn't need to be great he just needs to be good enough
0: yeah i i have kind of mixed thoughts on it because i think um there's definitely, you know, talent there that, that Avila, you know, like you said, played center, you, you kind of thought he would be the center going into this year. So I think he, he would be fine there. Uh, My worry is that he, I thought he played really well at guard. So part of me is like, why switch it up? Like, you don't want to all of a sudden change, you know, we saw what's happened in the past with like a Logan Brust, right. When you try to move him maybe from a position he's not totally comfortable with it, it stunts his, his growth and development. Now they're trying to move him back to originally and he's on the P squad and, and stuff like that. But, you know, a guy that played that position naturally, I think you would have thought it would have been the opposite effect, right? Like when they moved into guard, you would have thought there would have been a struggle, um, but it wasn't. So maybe he's just adverse to that and can play both. Um, so I wouldn't hate it. The only other thing I'll add is if they really don't have a lot of guard depth either. So, I mean, you're looking at Tremaine Ankrum and Tremaine Ankrum basically is your only depth. And then Joe Noteboom can play guard if they're going to keep him on the roster. Um, um, but I don't think anyone feels great about him being one of the starting five regardless. So, regardless of what they do, whether they slide him over or get Coleman Sheldon, they're going to have to add an interior offensive lineman in probably both free agency and the draft. Um, So I think we, we, that's going to have to happen. I think regardless, right?
1: Yeah. And, and Logan Bruss, that's uh, pulling the bandaid off a little too soon. Uh, I forgot about that guy. (laughs) Yeah. He's out there somewhere.
0: Out there somewhere. He's still
1: around. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe he's their answer at uh, yeah. guard this year. For, for
0: how good is the rap the Rams have been at drafting, they've also had a lot of whiffs. So, Logan yeah. Bruss, still young, can prove people wrong. On the P squad, would love to see him prove people wrong. Wrong, obviously, some injury uh, inhibited that. So, um, we'll see. But all right, let's wrap this up. We don't have to spend a ton of time since we're already at forty-five minutes. Um, but the NFLPA rankings came out yesterday's skinny oh. T the report cards over what 1700 athletes or so were basically every player was given a, a grading scale and you can, you can look up what this grading skill is and how they weigh it and whatnot. But the Rams, uh, didn't come in great in terms of rating. They got a head coach. Sean McVay was, was, uh, an A, which you would expect. Which finished fourth, I guess. I don't know. Again, I don't know how they exactly decide that afterwards. Who came in first, second, or third? Do you remember who came first, second, or third? I didn't look at the whole list.
1: Well, yeah, it was well, yeah. I I know Belichick came
0: last, right? (laughs) Did he? (laughs) I
1: think Belichick did last, yeah. Well, 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 this is interesting because so like, you know, they come in, they come in overall, you know, twentieth twentieth place in the league. Now, you go over and you take a look at what, how the, the Chiefs did in this as well. Their owner got an F, maybe yeah. even an F minus. I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah. But uh, Andy Reid got an A plus. So, you know, there, there were three A pluses in the league. And so that means that uh, Sean Vay scored the best of anybody that didn't get an A plus. Yeah. Um, and, and And so there's no correlation to winning here. And obviously the Chiefs are, are the gold standard right now of, of of winning organizations and they didn't score very well either in this. So, you know, you look at kind of like some of the criteria they're looking at. They're like there's not enough hot tubs or cold tubs and you know it, you know, it's these are these are things that are only concerning to to some football players and you know, like some of the bad grades are even like eighty five percent of the 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 uh, roster thought this you know so it's like it, it it's not as bad as it seems you know you know now i think if if you're playing or if you're working for any kind of organization corporation that's making billions of dollars uh you know the cafeteria should should be good you shouldn't have to pay for your uh child's daycare on game days you know i think they can they can foot the 50 bucks or whatever but john you know you look at you look at some of the the high marks uh for for the rams you've got uh you know head coach uh strength coaches uh training staff um team travel team travel yeah these all you know are kind of pretty much in the all in the top half of the league you look at some of the other ones it's all um facilities based yeah. and you know you and i've been to the rams facilities in thousand oaks it's it's not impressive no, <laughs> it's I mean, not it's, a, Jer- it's not jerry world no and
0: yeah i don't take a ton of stock in this too cuz it's all anonymous like what like what's the expectation is my thought right like is when you're is it this is what's so hard about this. Cause it, it, this is, and this is all like work environment. It's not, again, it's not like your love for the team or like the winning culture. Like you said, it's, it's strictly day-to-day work environment. So like, what's the expectation? And a lot of this could be, and I'm not just saying this to like defend the Rams. Cause I, they definitely need improvements in some areas, but a lot of this could be like a player X player came from one team comes to the Rams and he's like, Oh wow. Well, I, way like the facility is better there i'm grading this in f because those were way better rams guy maybe was drafted by the rams knows no better and he's like well this is way better than my college so this is a, a b to me because this is pretty good so it's like what's the expectation what's it weighted against and i know they they put like a weighted scale you can look at but it's still like it's all you know human emotion what you're saying the thing i'll just add to that, that it is kind of defending the rams is yeah their facility which i'm still shocked is taken so long but Obviously, all the money went to SoFi, which is the best game day facility in the world. So but because they're still in a essentially rental trailer park facility on Cal Baptist Lutheran or Cal Lutheran, excuse me, campus, like it's not a true NFL facility. Like it's literally all we've been there many times. It's all like trailers at the corner of campus where they have like an open field. And then their weight rooms right there, which is a tiny weight room. I mean, they don't have a true NFL facility. So when their new one finally does open in Woodland Hills, a lot of these marks are going to change because, I mean, they'll have an actual locker room. They'll have all these different things. So am I putting a whole stock in those just because literally they're working in like – it'd be like if they're staying at like their – friends apartment basically is what they're doing <laughs> for the facilities right now
1: yeah i, I was kind of shocked about a couple one uh you mentioned sofi stadium um you know brand brand new locker rooms uh los angeles rams players vote theirs as a d 25th in the league uh, so those so those rooms. lock those
0: locker rooms are the the thousand oaks locker rooms not the sofi locker rooms
1: oh okay all right so that those makes
0: are the more sense. yeah exactly because i said to him like no way like we those locker rooms are unbelievable yeah it's the yeah. this is the day-to-day practice off season so it's the it's the thousand oaks like Good trailer park locker rooms yeah. literally like well, you're they're semi trucks that have wheeled in little i'm th- can't think of the word right now what are those the big crates called but anyway they like like, lo-
1: like modular like storage? modulars there you go yeah 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 uh the other one uh Stan kronke got a C plus 22nd in the league and maybe maybe this is just tied all to everything else that we've talked about you know like you know food you know, food and cafeteria got a D 29th in the league let's get these guys yeah. some uh you know i I'll I'll go out there and cook for them I can you know whip up a heck of an omelet
0: yeah see food that's the one that's like the food one and the treatment of families one is the one like okay that doesn't matter where you're located where like food you can yeah. still i don't care if your cafe but, but a lot of it i've re- been reading stuff too this isn't about the rams specifically but a lot of it's like some teams like don't have three meals available to them every day some teams charge on certain days some teams on off days the cafeteria is closed So like i don't know if you looked into more of the rams but like what what that d entails is it it might be closed on off days so then someone's like okay well if i can't even like get food on the off day then that's well, so it.
1: So this one has nothing to do with those. So the the Rams is 31st overall in food taste and 28th overall in food freshness. I mean, we're come on. We're in the food uh, Mecca of the world, Los Angeles, California, that we're growing fresh vegetables. Like, let's get these guys uh, something good to eat, for goodness sakes. They're yeah. putting their bodies on the line, let's fill them up with something, something hearty and good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. And yeah, the treatment of families was a, a D they provide a family room at the stadium. They provide daycare on game day. So I guess that means they don't provide daycare throughout the week. I'm guessing.
1: Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I read, I read the chargers and that's where the whole, uh, uh paying for their own daycare. So they have, they have daycare, but they make the players pay like 50 bucks. Uh, like or $80 and then $50 for every additional child. It's just like, gotcha. I mean, I know these guys can afford it, uh, but it's just like, you know, they're yeah. putting on a show it, out there. Come on. Yeah.
0: I know it's it's always so funny to think about. Cause it's like, you don't think like when you think about it on the surface, you're like, what the heck? Like the team doesn't provide like free daycare and all this stuff. But then you think of any other job, like how many jobs out there actually provide free daycare for their employees? Like I would love to do that. For us, if we ever got to that point. But when you very like that, if you find a job out there that provides free daycare, that is like a huge perk. That's a huge, oh, yeah. like, I'm not saying there's not out there. I, I haven't, I'm, I'm not going to admit that I've applied to a ton of corporate jobs. So maybe there are more than I think, but I've never seen it. I mean, I've been in the workforce since I was 15 years old. So I've never seen any job where they're like, oh yeah, free daycare. So it's funny that that's like the assumption, like NFL players should get that. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but. of jobs probably don't get that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the treatment of family things doesn't uh, extend beyond, you know, kind of some of these smaller things.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, based on what players say, everyone seems to love the organization. So I wouldn't think so, but anyway, anything else to add on that before we wrap this
1: thing up? No, no, go check it out though. It's kind of interesting to uh, see what they're rating uh, these things on. And, and if you, if you kind of dig into it a little bit more um, you know, the context around it is, you know, they're all, they're all, they're all pretty happy. I yeah. think they're, so you know, there's kind of voicing their opinions cause they can.
0: Yeah. Like if you got asked, like you would always want to see improvement, right? Every, every employee want to see like, Oh, this would be cool to have this, that, but I don't think anyone's like, I'm miserable. Like this is toxic to come into work every day. I mean, that's that happens I not saying it doesn't happen maybe the cardinals who'd graded at like f at every single category <laughs> is that scenario but not with the rams
1: yeah yeah i i would love to kind of tour and and get the get the vibe of like what's it like at uh, kansas city that everybody's like like I think I read that like their hot tubs are gross. is was the quote. <laughs> yeah,
0: I didn't read into them, but my assumption would just be everything's very old and outdated. It Just feels like I mean Arrowheads. Again, this is their training facility, not the stadium. But Arrowhead itself is one of the oldest stadiums, so I yeah. have a feeling their training facilities are probably pretty old, and so they maybe just haven't been updated. Are they still? Are their bikes still like the the wind fanned machines? Like, is that what they're riding bikes? They're not like all nice now.
1: They have those jiggle machines. Yeah,
0: I mean, if I was them, I wouldn't be complaining. Though, I mean, two Super Bowls in three years, I'm like, huh, why change it? I think we're doing okay.
1: <laughs> well, exactly, and that that just kind of points out that uh, uh, probably the most important part is the coach. You know, yeah. are you is this a guy that you're going to play for? Are you going to run through walls for? You're going to run into a burning building for? And and McVay's that guy, and that's yeah. why a lot of people love playing for him. A lot of people yeah. stick around.
0: Well, and the funny thing, and this is probably what like organizations think when they're talking about like. Investing money is a good majority of the players like work out on their own private stuff anyway. Like they don't even use the facilities. They might have to practice, you know, do a couple weights and obviously team mandated workouts. But Pat Mahomes, I mean, we, anyone that watched quarterback the the show on Netflix, like he's doing all his private workouts at this unbelievable facility. He's not even using the the team facilities. So they're like, why am I why am I improving this if no one's going to be here?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway. Well, that will do it for us here at the Ram Skinny. Thank you all for having a longer episode today. A lot to get into, a lot of fun between me and Skinny T. Hope you all enjoyed it. Everyone have a great weekend. The combine is off and rolling. Plenty of fun stuff to watch throughout the weekend, and we'll be back on Monday. Probably recapping that and really getting into free agency, as we are a mere two weeks away from the legal always a funny word, tampering period, uh, beginning for free agencies. So for Skinny T, I'm Ryan Dyer. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Everyone Have a great weekend. Talk to y'all next week.